0: Alawapa, friends. It is the fifth day of knowledge, the year 175 of the Baha'i calendar, and it's October 20th, 2018. Uh, Welcome to Scattering Angels. Um, I am on the road for the next few podcasts, so you'll probably um, notice a little change in the audio. Okay, we're going to start off today with Baha'i World Faith, Writings of Abdu'l-Bahá pages 224 through 228 it's titled religion is progressive religion is the outer expression of divine reality therefore it must be living vitalized moving and progressive if it be without motion and non-progressive it is without the divine light it is dead the divine institutes are continuously active and ev- evolutionary. Therefore, the revelation of them must be progressive and continuous. All things are subject to reformation. This is a century of life and renewal. Sciences and arts, industry and invention have been re- reformed. Laws and ethics have been reconstituted, reorganized. The world of thought has been regenerated. Sciences, sciences of former ages and philosophies of the past are useless today present exigencies demand new methods of solution world problems are without precedent old ideas and modes of thought are fast becoming obsolete ancient laws and archaic ethical systems will not meet the requirements of modern conditions for this is clearly the century of a new life the century of the revelation of the reality and therefore the greatest of all centuries consider how the scientific development of fifty years have surpassed and eclipsed the knowledge and achievements of all the former ages combined? Would the announcements and theories of ancient astronomers explain our present knowledge of the sun worlds and planetary systems? Would the mask of obscurity which beclouded medieval centuries meet the demand for clear eyed vision and understanding which characterizes the world today? Will the despotism of former governments answer the call for freedom? which has risen from the heart of humanity in this cycle of illumination. It is evident that no vital results are now forthcoming from the customs, institutions, and standpoints of the past. In view of this, shall blind imitations of ancestral forms and theological interpretations continue to guide and control the religious life and spiritual development of humanity today, Shall man, gifted with the power of reason, unthinkingly follow and adhere to dogma, creeds, and hereditary beliefs, which will not bear the analysis of reason in this century of effulgent reality? Unquestionably this will not satisfy men of science, for when they find premise or conclusion contrary to present standards of proof and without real foundation, They reject that which has been formally accepted as standard and correct and move forward from new foundations. The divine prophets have revealed and founded religion. They have laid down certain laws and heavenly principles for the guidance of mankind. They have taught and promulgated the knowledge of God, established praiseworthy ethical ideals, and inculcated the highest standards of virtues in the human world. Gradually these heavenly teachings and foundations of reality have been beclouded by human interpretations and dogmatic imitations of ancestral beliefs. The essential realities which the prophets labored so hard to establish in human hearts and minds, while undergoing ordeals and suffering tortures of persecution, have now well-nigh vanished. Some of these heavenly messengers have been killed, some imprisoned, all of them despised and rejected, while proclaiming the reality of divinity. Soon after their departure from this world, the essential truth of their teachings was lost sight of, and dogmatic imitations adhered to. Inasmuch as human interpretations and blind imitations differ widely, religious strife and disagreement have arisen among mankind. The light of true religion has been extinguished, and the unity of the world of humanity destroyed. The prophets of God voice the spirit of unity and agreement. They have been the founders of divine reality. Therefore, if the nations of the world forsake imitations and investigate the reality underlying the revealed word of God, they will agree and become reconciled. For reality is one and not multiple. The nations and religions are steeped in blind and bigoted imitation. A man is a Jew because his father was a Jew. The Mohammedan follows implicitly the footsteps of his ancestors in belief and observance. The Buddhist is true to his heredity as a Buddhist. That is to say, they profess religious belief blindly and without investigation, making unity and agreement impossible. It is evident, therefore, that this condition will not be remedied without a reformation of the world of religion, In other words, the fundamental reality of the divine religions must be renewed, reformed, revoiced to mankind. From the seed of reality, religion has grown into a tree which has put forth leaves and branches, blossoms and fruit. After a time, this tree has fallen into a condition of decay. The leaves and blossoms have withered and perished. The tree has become stricken and fruitless. It is not reasonable that man should hold to the old tree, claiming that its life-forces are undiminished, its fruits unequaled, its existence eternal. The seed of reality must be sown again in human hearts, in order that a new tree may grow. Therefrom, and new divine fruits refresh the world. By this means, the nations and peoples now divergent in religion will be brought into unity, imitations will be forsaken, and a universal brotherhood in the reality itself will be established. Warfare and strife will cease among mankind. All will be reconciled as servants of God. For all are sheltered beneath the tree of His providence and mercy. God is kind to all. He is the giver of bounty to all alike, even as His Holiness Jesus Christ has declared that God sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. That is to say, the mercy of God is universal. All humanity is under the protection of His love and favor, and unto all he, he and unto all he has pointed the way of guidance and progress. Progress is of two kinds material and spiritual. The former is attained through observation of the surrounding existence and constitutes the foundation of civilization. Spiritual progress is through the breast of the Holy Spirit, and is the awakening of the conscious soul of man to perceive the reality of divinity. Material progress ensures the happiness of the human world. Spiritual progress ensures the happiness and eternal continuance of the soul. The prophets of God have founded the laws of divine civilization. They have been the root and fundamental source of all knowledge. They have established the principles of human brotherhood or fraternity, which is of various kinds, such as the fraternity of family, of race, of nation, and of ethical motives. These forms of fraternity, these bonds of brotherhood, are merely temporal and transient in association. They do not ensure harmony and are usually productive of disagreement. They do not prevent warfare and strife. On the contrary, they are selfish, restricted, and fruitful causes of enmity and hatred among mankind." The spiritual brotherhood which is enkindled and established through the breath of the Holy Spirit unites nations and removes the cause of warfare and strife. It transforms mankind into one great family and establishes the foundation of the oneness of humanity. It promulgates the spirit of international agreement and ensures universal peace. Therefore, we must investigate the foundational reality of this heavenly fraternity, We must forsake all imitations and promote the reality of the divine teachings. In accordance with these principles and actions, and by the assistance of the Holy Spirit, both material and spiritual happiness shall become realized. Until all nations and peoples become united by the bonds of the Holy Spirit in this real fraternity, until national and international prejudices are effaced in the reality of this spiritual brotherhood, True progress, prosperity, and lasting happiness will not be attained by men. This is the century of new and universal nationhood. Sciences have advanced, industries have progressed, politics have been reformed, liberty has been proclaimed, justice is awakening. This is the century of motion, divine stimulus and accomplishment, the century of human solidarity and altruistic service the century of universal peace, and the reality of the divine kingdom. I'm going to go ahead and continue on with our reading of the hidden words of Baha'u'llah with, I believe, the 14th hidden word. O son of man, thou art my dominion, and my dominion perisheth not. Wherefore fearest thou thy perishing? Thou art my light, and my light shall never be extinguished. Why dost thou dread extinction? Thou art my glory, and my glory fadeth not. Thou art my robe, and my robe shall never be outworn. Abide then in thy love for me, that thou mayest find me in the realm of glory. I'm going to close today with a prayer for protection, since I'm on the road. It's in the Baha'i Prayer Book, on page 144. O God, my God, I have set out from my home, holding fast unto the cord of thy love, and I have committed myself wholly to thy care and thy protection. I entreat thee by thy power, through which thou didst protect thy loved ones from the wavered and the perverse, and from every contumacious oppressor and every wicked doer, who has strayed far from thee, to keep me safe by thy bounty and thy grace." Enable me then to return to my home by thy power and thy might. Thou art truly the Almighty, the help in peril, the self-subsisting. Baha'u'llah. Thank you for listening today to Scattering Angels. And I will um, do another episode on Monday. Have a great weekend.